0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Lee McCormick. This is Tramps Like Us, Bruce Springsteen Podcast, episode 49. Ranking the songs of Born in the USA, crossover episode. Recently, I was a guest on the Set Lusting Bruce podcast with host Jesse Jackson. Ranking the songs of Born in the USA, least favorite to favorite. I'm happy to be able to bring this crossover episode to you. Jesse has a great Springsteen podcast called Set Lusting Bruce. Jesse speaks with fans and explores their fandom and thoughts on the boss. Check out Jesse's show on iTunes and on his set-lusting Bruce website. I'll include links in the show notes. I encourage you to check it out, have a listen. Jesse had an idea for a series of shows, taking a Bruce studio album and ranking the songs off it. It was a bit of a challenge ranking these songs, as Born in the USA is one of my absolute all-time favorite records from any artist. It was easy to pick the top half, a little more difficult on the bottom half. Before we get started with this episode, I recently found this YouTube clip from this cat, Roger Strouth, performing a solo piano medley of songs from Born in the USA. I thought it was kind of cool, so let's play that to kick off this special crossover episode with set-lusting Bruce ranking the songs of Born in the USA.
1: I just want And welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. And today we're doing a double shot of podcast love. I've got one of my podcast brothers, uh, Lee McCormick from Tramps Like Us podcast. So uh, who knows? We may talk all night if you get two (laughs) podcasters together. How you doing, Lee?
0: Good, good. How are you, Jesse? Good to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to
1: you. Yeah, thank you. It is always great to have you on. Um, So um, how's, how's the podcast been going? I've been checking a few episodes. Yeah, uh, podcast
0: is good. We're coming up on two years now, and I'm uh, I'm not sick of Springsteen yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you know, know, that was one of my
0: worries. I was like, I'm going to do a Springsteen podcast. I'm going to kill my fandom. I'm just going to be sick of listening to all these songs. But uh, it's actually the opposite. I've kind of gone deeper and become a bigger fan because of this podcast. So yeah, I'm loving it.
1: Oh, that's kind of cool to know. Um, you know, I kind of have the same feeling, you know, because I was asked uh, – like are you tired of talking to springsteen fans Like, oh no i mean every story's different and everyone has a different kind of journey of how bruce has interacted with their life and and you know so yeah i i don't get tired of it um absolutely and, yeah. yeah so that's awesome um it
0: speaks to the quality of his catalog too, I, right? I think it does it just, too you can it just is. keep revisiting all these things and just keep talking and talking and
1: You know, know. it's truly, and um, I was lucky enough, uh, Peter Chianka from Blogness on the Edge of Town um, just is celebrating 10 years, and he called out, he asked a couple of people um, to, you know, write about their Springsteen, what was their most significant Springsteen moment in the past 10 years, and he was nice enough to use my thought, and I posted it on not only my facebook page but my linkedin page and uh someone from uh my company just got a new investor and someone from the investor grump that is you know kind of one of my company's new owners quote unquote sent me an email like man i'm a big springsteen fan too you know <laughs> and i was like well that's kind of cool we're we're a little bit everywhere aren't we
0: that's right yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: so um i really enjoyed um your discussion you had your uh your guest on talking about bruce on broadway um yeah but but for those who don't listen what were your thoughts about bruce i mean when you heard he was going to do this what was your first thoughts
0: yeah well i thought it was going to be something cool right like i guess i assumed it was you know like a solo acoustic tour like he's done before goes to tom Jones and uh the Devil's in Dust Tour, but this was, I guess, a little different, where he's, you know, going to Broadway, and he's turning it into more of a show rather than a concert, and he's, you know, he's really going for that intimate vibe with a really small theater, and I guess, uh, you know, mirroring the show with his, you know, tying that into his autobiography to Born to Run, where he's, you know, going to get more in-depth and tell some more stories on these songs, and uh, yeah, it seemed like a great idea uh really expensive the way like i don't know the, the the price of the tickets on these things is just insane but <laughs>
1: it is you know he's
0: yeah. selling out every show so yeah you know, and people are buying it but
1: i've talked a lot about my show on my podcast that um you know it, it you have to protect the brand and um you know I, I i told the story and for listeners if you've heard this please you know, jump ahead thirty seconds, but I was at a convention and I had a um, an actress talking about I was uh, we happened to run each other on the hall and so I helped her carry her stuff down to the convention floor and we were talking and she was very lovely and we were just you know I was telling her that what I enjoyed her show and what she was done and she was talking about writing a book and but she kinda mentioned that someone on the floor was someone pretty comparable to her, um, you know, fame and, you know, her, you know, kind of her career was charging uh, less money for an autograph than she was. And she was like, it kind of waters down the whole floor if we're not consistent. And I got to thinking, you know, a top tier Broadway show, um, I realize Hamilton has a lot more cast members, but you know a certain tier has a certain price, and you know that's kind of the going rate of a high quality show. And
0: uh, is that really the going rate though? Like, is that what Broadway tickets are? They're like yeah. five hundred to a thousand dollars a seat.
1: They really are. Wow. Yeah, and it's. Well, I
0: guess of, I'm a little bit out of the loop then. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, and that's why um, you know the big secret. Um, That is not a secret is TKTS there in uh, Times Square. Um, You go stand in line and you can buy tickets uh, for Broadway shows that day at a significant. Yeah, different. It's a significant discounted price because they want to make sure the show is full. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's, um, you know, we did, I did some checking and for like Hamilton and a couple other big shows, that's the going rate. Right. So it's wow. kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is, you know, it's, is good. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping for a special DVD, Blu-ray, you know, cause I just think this is going to be an amazing experience and listening to everyone talk about it. It's going to be just really cool. Yeah,
0: it's, it'll be interesting to see what he does with it. Like I guess he's extended his run into uh, you know, early spring now yeah. or whatever. He's doing. Yeah, so I guess he's enjoying it. I guess he likes, you know, having one yeah. <laughs> one place to work, you know, he can just show up to work every day, you know, punch yeah. the clock and then go home every night. <laughs> yeah, I so guess. I'm sure so. he's enjoying that, you know. But
1: uh, I know the rest of us are all like, Okay, um, you know, it's it's funny. Um You know, my son had never gone to a show, and he went with me to Oklahoma City during the River Tour, and then he and I uh, were lucky enough to get tickets for one of the New Jersey shows. And, you know, so he's gone to two shows, and he is now like, I am ready to go see another show. And his girlfriend, now fiancé, has never seen Bruce live, but um, tougher than the rest has kind of become their song, And she's listened to uh, the CD of that live show on August 25th. And now she's like, you know, hey, Jesse, when's he going to tour again? I'm ready to go see him. (laughs) I'm like, like, okay, well, I'm doing something right. I'm I'm, I'm finding the next generation. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we're all ready. Well, cool. Well, um, Lee and I had been talking about getting together and sharing uh, the podcast and um, kind of guesting and catching up on what's going on and um, I'm in the middle of doing a series of podcasts where um, and I'll give the guys at Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet credit, Um, they were talking about um, an idea that at, at the end of their run when they've done every Springsteen song, they said, you know, we should get alone in a room, have a chess clock and then go mention a song, talk about it, then hit the checklist and see how many you could get through in a set amount of time. And they said, but we can't do it till we talk to all of them. And they said, Jesse Jackson, don't steal that idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, I'm going to steal that idea, but I'm always thinking of different themes to yeah. do on a podcast because, you know, you and I just talked about, um, you know, you're doing yours almost two years. I, I've just hit a little past two years and um, I still love doing it, and you said you still love doing it. But you're always, at least I am, thinking of different ways I can keep the podcast fresh and keep it entertaining, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just
0: ways you can twist the little discussions, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> and so I thought about, it and I said, you know, um, my boss time, uh, the great, you know, database, online database, that kind of. Um, Elko runs, you know, is going through, he was, by vote, ranking the albums, you know, and everything, and I said, you know, what would be interesting is if we took each Bruce Springsteen uh, studio album and then ranked the songs on the album, kind of like picking your babies, because you would have to, okay, like even a even an album like Born to Run or Darkness or you know a classic that you go oh I love every song okay but let's get really tough let's make it where you have to pick let's we'll pick the your least favorite song up to your top song yeah cool and Lee's like okay I'm in let's do Born in the USA and <laughs> I said okay that's perfect so uh, that's what we're gonna do tonight. Um, so i guess you know we'll set up little stage born in the usa was the album that put uh bruce in orbit um i think if you ask the casual mus- music fan um they may say born to run uh, but i think most of them would say born in the usa or uh, glory days dancing in the dark songs off born in the usa don't you think
0: yes yeah for sure those I would say probably those are his two biggest albums you know and I might say Born to Run was probably his best one maybe Born in the USA is probably his most popular you know um but definitely two of his biggest you know big pillars in his career the two Born records you know
1: yeah so Lee uh give me a little bit what you, do you remember when it came out and, and oh, absolutely. what did you yeah, think th- at the time
0: was, this was my kind of entry point into becoming a big Springsteen fan and that I'd known the hits, you know, I'd, I'd heard Born to Run and Hungry Heart. And, you know, I'd, I'd seen the Rosalita video, you know, pre-Born in the USA. But when that album came out, 84, I was 10 years old. You know, um, so, you know, I, I, I love that album as soon as it came out. You know, all the singles, seven singles, five videos. Uh, you know, it was just such a Springsteen era, that 84, 85. I think he played he played five shows in Toronto over that you know summer 84 summer 85 unfortunately i couldn't get to those shows i was you know was 10 years old but you know i wanted to go to those shows i remember just the hype all around that album for like a year over over a year of hype with videos being released off that record you know so that's just records just make a really big impact on me uh when i was 10 years old in that summer you know and uh you know as as you know i got older and that record became more classic like those songs just held up and uh as much as the record holds a lot of nostalgia for me it it's i think it's just really a great record for him where he's blending you know his songwriting and his rock and roll with uh you know some pop sensibilities and he, he just really hit the mark uh you know perfectly i think on that record
1: i totally agree with you lee um I'm, um, a couple years older than you. Uh, 84 was the year I got married. I was, uh, 25. Um, this was the, you know, uh, the summer of 84 was, you know, I got married on June 2nd. Um, you know, the, uh, we went on our honeymoon, we, you know, our newlywed first year of marriage and this, Mm -hmm. this album, you know, was just everywhere. And, uh, you know, we had gotten MTV and seeing the, you know, dancing in the dark, and and to this day, Glory Days is one of my favorite videos. Just, yeah, I want to be in that bar where they're playing, <laughs> you know,
0: it so much fun.
1: And you know, Max twirling the guitar, uh, the drumsticks. I at the time, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and and you know little steven with his mandolin yeah. um you know it just it looked like there is a party going on and you wanted to be there
0: absolutely yeah so much fun
1: it was absolutely um and the
0: fashion too the fashion of that album too um i've said before like the dichotomy of the fashion of 1984 with like Madonna and Prince and Michael Jackson and the heavy metal bands. And then Bruce Springsteen with his blue jeans and his white t-shirt, you know, and his dirty red baseball cap, you know, like, so, so I used to, I, I bought a lot of white t-shirts and a lot of blue jeans around that area, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And then, you know, he had the red bandana, you know, when he was performing live and, um, yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. It just iconic. um, you know, on one of my other podcasts, I, I do, uh, it's basically an excuse for three or four of my friends to get together and talk. It's called How Many, and we discuss just different pop culture figures. And we just did a discussion of, you know, 80 pop icons, and we did a tournament, 64. And, you know, the top, the four seeds were Springsteen, Madonna, um, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Yeah. And and when you think about it, you know, they were the icons of 80s music. And Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And to think about, you know, that in and you could make the argument and I certainly would that you know, Bruce was just as iconic in the 70s and then he's found his own niche in the 2000s. Um, you know, so he's had a pretty long career. Um so as Madonna sure. has, you know, recreated herself too. Uh, but, yeah, so very interesting, very cool. Um, so our premise is uh, Lee and I are going to take turns. We're going to start at our least favorite song or the song that we had to rank lowest. Uh, we're going to take turns. We'll talk about the song. And then, uh, and you know, if we... Like, obviously, we're not going to agree on the same things. But so um, we'll we'll go from our, you know, 12 up to number one and um, we'll kind of go from there. So do you want to start? Right. Or do you want me to?
0: Sure. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. All right. So my number 12 and I'll just kind of, you know, preface this saying that uh, it's my favorite record and I love every song on this record. Right. So even my even my least favorite is a song that I really like. So my least favorite number 12. I'm going to go with the first single off the record, Dancing in the Dark. (laughs) So, big song. It's a fun song. You know, good to dance to. Obviously, a huge hit. Probably his, you know, one of his biggest hits. I think this went to number two. uh, Kept out of the top spot by uh, Dove's Cry by Prince in uh, 84 there. Uh, I'm a little tired of this song. You know, it's probably the softest, poppiest song on the record. Uh, Really good lead-off single, though especially with that video that kind of brought everybody into this, the new vibe, the new, new, uh, you know, the new 84 look of Springsteen. So uh, yeah, Dancing in the Dark. And, you know, as much as, you know, the keyboard sound dated, um, I kind of enjoy that sound. You know, it brings me back to the nostalgia of the record and give me that sound. And, uh, you know, it's such a big single, that Dancing in the Dark.
1: You know, um, I, I have it higher on my list than you, but um, I also think it... There, there's going to be a couple songs that I have ranked lower for the very same reason. I'm a little bit tired of it. I yeah. feel like it's overplayed. Um, the I do think that um, the complexity of the words are betrayed by the upbeat, you know, pop song. I mean, this actually, mm-hmm. and if you hear. Um, like John Legend when they did that um, Music Care special where he did it yeah. almost in a Gershwin style. Uh, when you hear other people covering Dance in the Dark very slow, you hear the depth of the song and, and the loneliness that he's talking about. Yeah. Um, so I totally agree with you. Um, there are songs that we're going to talk about that you go, really? That's the one you put low? But mm-hmm. you know, that's the fun of the uh, show. Yeah. Um, so my least favorite song is "Cover Me," um, just because it doesn't it it we've heard it a lot, and there's nothing significant in the lyrics that kind of touch me, and so that was one that I was like, okay, like if I'm listening to the um, release on a CD, that's one I may skip over more often than not. Yeah. So that's why I picked Cover Me. Cool. Okay.
0: Cover Me. So, yeah, number 11. Yes. My uh, second least favorite. I'm going to go with uh last song on the record, My Hometown, which, uh, you know, cool song. I think this is a perfect last song for the record, kind of to end the album on kind of a, you know, a somber tone. I love the simplicity of the song. You know, it reminds me of something that could have been off Nebraska, you know, If you could hear him playing this kind of acoustically on guitar and it would kind of fit into those Nebraska songs that he was working on there uh, I imagine Bruce wrote this on the piano uh, you know, a song about hometown pride, knowing where you came from, um, before you know where you're going, you know, the kind of full circle thing with his own kid at the end of that uh, twist on the third verse uh, love this song, but you know, amongst all these uh, you know, killer songs on this record, it kind of sits on that last uh bottom half of the record for me my hometown
1: you know um i thought about that being lower than i ended up putting it um for the a lot of the reasons you mentioned um it's played a lot um it has the you know the emotions in it um yeah, I, I I totally agree. Um, I have heard that it is a very powerful song on him on Broadway, and it certainly talks a lot about his you know growing up and his feelings. Yeah. So my next to last song is "I'm on Fire," and the reason why is um, when um, I was in Nashville for the show a few years ago, and we were at a bar you know, kind of restaurant bar, and I, I slipped the guy five bucks, and I said, hey, you know, we're all here for the Springsteen show tonight. Um, you know, can you play us some Springsteen? And he does I'm on Fire. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm on Fire is a song that a lot of people cover. It's a song – it's a short song, um, and I can't get past the – Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? It, once you start thinking that in a wrong way, it just, I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> so I'm picking yeah, up. Yeah, I've, I've never
0: heard it that way. I've never heard it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: uh, all right. Um, any thoughts?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll save that for when that okay. comes up on my list. Sounds but good. We'll, we'll just say that I've never, I've never heard the... You know, little girl, little daddy yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Heard that wrong, yes. you
1: know. <laughs> now I've ruined the song for you. <laughs> What's your next one, Lee? All
0: right, so next on my list, we're going to go uh, number 10. I'm going to go Darlington County. Okay. So a good groove on this song, good kind of summertime feel. Uh, you know, a song about getting up to no good on a road trip with your buddy Wayne. You know, looking for work but getting sidetracked by chicks and good times. You know, you're having a good time but you're paying for it later. Um <laughs> kind of a weird thing with the lyrics on this it's been pointed out to me by a few friends and a few other podcasters that you know the character in the song drives off into the sunset while he's looking in his rearview mirror and he sees his buddy Wayne handcuffed to the bumper of a police car so (laughs) so uh, there's some crazy hijinks in this song that uh you know I think are left out of the lyrics that we're supposed to you know interpret of what happened with this Wayne and his buddy on this little trip, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a fun groove. It's a fun, um, it's a fun, good time song with the Sha La La's, but, uh, you know, good sax solo too. It's like, I think there's only two songs with sax on it and this is one of them. So yeah, Darlington County places there number 10 for me.
1: I-, I gave it a little higher on my list, but I do think that, um, Darlington County and working on the highway are pretty similar And you wonder sometimes if that record would have been better off if you had picked one or the other and then given us a little bit something different. So uh, Yeah, yeah. we all
0: everybody's got the revisionist history ideas, you know? Exactly, (laughs) yeah. You never know. Who knows what would have been best, right? Hindsight 2020.
1: Exactly. So (laughs) my third is I'm going down. Um, Just the repetitiveness of it. Um, It's just not, once again, it's not a personal favorite. Um, I, you know, I don't particularly have any memories of seeing it live, um. So I'm that would be mine. Cool. Okay. All right.
2: Down.
0: All next, right.
1: Next for you. Next for
0: me. Next for me. Number nine. I'm gonna go with the title track, "Born in the USA," which is a great opener for the record. Um, you know, with that epic keyboard part and the drums. I love the simplicity of the song. Just the two chords on the guitar. And, you know, the killer drumming by Max on this channeling, Charlie Watts and Keith Moon. Uh, it's a completely epic song, you know, in his catalog. You know, uh, the, the video really pulled me in as a kid. That look that he had in that video with the, uh, the leather jacket and the jean vest over top and the headband and, you know, just unshaven and just looking like a badass. Born in the USA. The, the, the keyboard part is a little dated. But, uh, you know, that's what the song is, and it kind of brings me back to that summer in 1984. So, Uh, yeah, Born in the USA, that's my pick there.
1: Yeah, another song that um, obviously greatly misunderstood, uh, played a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think I could see that. Um, Mine is Downbound Train. Um, It is my brother's favorite song. Um, And I just... um, The the kind of sadness of that song is something that, um, I don't enjoy as much, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I had a girl, I had a job and now I work at a car wash where all it does is rain. Yeah. Um, (laughs) now I always took that as, um, because it's always wet at the car wash. That's why it rains. But then someone else explained, no, it always rains. So he's not getting to work. He's just, you know, he's not making any yeah. money. And There's I'm no like, business because oh, no yeah, one's washing exactly. the car. Yeah, <laughs> Ah, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. That That's a wholly different thought. <laughs> kind of like you and the uh, daddy and little girl. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, I love that so far we have nothing in common. That is great. Yeah, that tells you the different Kind of the complete opposite of the spectrum. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, next for you. Cool.
0: So, number eight for me, um, I'm going to pick. I'm going down here. Yeah, okay. spot for me, which is, uh, you know, Good Rocker. I think that was this was the last single off the record, the seventh and f- final single. Maybe My Hometown was maybe the last one. Anyway, one of the last singles. Um, reminds me of a 50s, 60s type song. You know, that premise of, uh, you know, you're trying to make time with a woman, but she puts on the brakes, you know, and then you got to walk your sad sorry, Blue Balls back home at the end of the night.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I dig this song. I can hear the repetitiveness on it, though, and how some people just kind of can't get in the I'm going down, 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 down part, but mm-hmm. uh, you know I love it. I love the guitar part. I'm going down. Cool, That's fun song.
1: Very cool. My next one is My Hometown. Uh, for a lot of the reasons you talked about, um, kind of a depressing song. Kind of it's been played a lot. Um, so I, um, you know, I recognize its greatness. I recognize that Bruce is talking about his My Hometown, but just if I'm going to rank it you know, that's one that, um, you know, doesn't rank very high for me. All right, cool. All right, next. All
0: right, next for me, in my number seven spot uh, is Cover Me. Um, so, yeah, I, I've, this is a good song, but he, this is a song that I think he'd written it kind of as a sort of disco rock kind of thing. Yes. And uh, he, he'd get written this song for Donna Summer, but I think he played it for uh, John Landau, and he was kind of like, yeah, you're not giving this one away. You're keeping this <laughs> one. <laughs> So I think he kept it, and then he wrote uh, he wrote Protection to give to Donna Summer. But Cover Me was cool, you know, great four to the floor groove on the drums, kind of a hard rock and dance
2: mm-hmm. thing on
0: this. Uh, I, I've always loved the guitar parts on this, you know, some great guitar by Bruce on this. Uh, it's funny, this is the second single off the record, but no video. He didn't make a video for this one, which I thought was kind of odd.
1: That is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good. Well, um, totally agree. I had already told you that was, you know, one of my that was my least favorite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my next up is uh, Born in the USA. Um, it very overplayed. Um, it is, you know, certainly iconic. I, I think you talked about it, you know, that you know, his look with that bandana and the gruff and him screaming the lyrics and his, his, (laughs) his strumming the guitar with the strong battle. It is an iconic image. Um, And I know it's an important song. Um, It's just not one, like um, he played it in Louisville on the river tour. That was a tour premiere and everyone was really excited. And I was kind of, yeah. Well, he rarely does it in the U.S. you right. will right? yes. do
0: it in, over in Europe. You get that one, but right. uh, you know he rarely plays it in the U.S. shows.
1: So um, I do have to, um, as tradition, anytime Born in the USA is brought up. Um, in uh, 2014, it's the um, the no two yeah yeah I think 2014. It's in Houston, and he had done a three-hour show, and my wife went into the restroom. And I was waiting outside, and this very drunk lady said, is it over? And I said, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he played a little over three hours, but he didn't do Porn in the USA. I said, yeah, he doesn't play that very often, but that's his biggest hit. So now then, anytime he plays it live and I'm there, I tweet, and somewhere there's a drunk lady in Houston very happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's probably his most cliched song, you know, his most kind it of podcast. Cliched song. Absolutely. Say absolutely. All
1: right. Next, All right. my friend.
0: So now we're getting to the top half of the album. Uh, my top six favorites. So number six, I'm going to go with Bobby Jean, which is a you know a beautiful song about friends, uh, written about Steve leaving the band as kind of his you know a parting notion from Bruce to Steve. Uh, great emotion in the lyrics on this. Um, you know, it's got that fine line where you could be singing about you know a lover or you could be singing about a friend. You know, and the vocal performance is really great. And, uh, you know, that sax solo at the end of the song, the, the best sax solo on the record, one of my favorite Clarence Clemens sax solos at the end of this, Bobby Jean, where he kind of wraps up that emotion that Bruce has had in the, the lyrics. Uh, and, you know, Clarence tells that story through his sax at the end of this song. So I love Bobby Jean. Good song.
1: Yeah, um, Bobby Jean is a little bit higher on my list. Uh, it is truly, um, I call it one of the, if anything can be a hidden gem on born in the USA, I always think of it as, um, as a song that's just kind of, I always find it just lovely to hear, um, that same show in, uh, Louisville, you know, uh, they, had, he had done Thunder Road acoustically. Um, the band was walking off. I saw Max give his drumsticks to someone, and all of a sudden picked, Bruce picked up his guitar, and everyone looked like, what, what? And and then they did Bobby Jean, and it felt like... Um, on Christmas afternoon when you discover a <laughs> present you didn't think, like, Oh my goodness. Uh, I thought it was over be- behind the tree. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that, uh, that is a great song for me. So great choice. Yeah. Great choice.
0: Yeah. It makes a lot of appearance in like the final songs of his encores. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, Darlington County would be, uh, the, um, the lowest on this bottom half, uh, for that very reason. I just love me and Wayne, uh, just the whole story and the cockiness of this, yeah. uh, you know, and it is a fun kind of, uh, rocking song, even though, as you say, it ends with, uh, you know, him seeing his friend, <laughs> you know, uh, rested.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. There's a, mis- there's a
0: missing verse in it. There's a missing verse where he's not telling the whole story, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so my number five is Working on the Highway. Um, one of my all-time favorite Bruce songs. When I first heard this one off that Born in the USA album, it really drew me in as one of my favorites off the record. I've always been a big you know, rock and roll, rockabilly guy, and this is kind of the rockabilly sound and song off that record. I love rockabilly Bruce. You know, the age-old rock and roll premise of dating a young girl and then transporting her across a state line. <laughs> you know, I guess, I guess her father doesn't approve him, so he takes her down to Florida. You know, and he ends up getting caught, ends up working on The Chain Gang. But, uh, you know, I, lo- I just love the groove on this. It's a fun song. I, it's one of the songs I like to sing and play on guitar. So, uh, yeah, I've always loved working on the highway.
1: Ding, ding, ding. We are in sync. This is my <laughs> fifth song, working on right. the highway. We hit uh, one together. <laughs> we did hit one together. Um, I love the guitar intro and live when he spits the water out. Yeah. Uh you know, that's just that's a good trick. That's a great trick. And uh there's just so much energy in the song and you see the E Street band all getting together, the big the guitars and just uh, you know, that that strumming those chords. It is just a just, fun groove, man. It man. is a fun groove. You're absolutely correct. All right. All right. All right. My
0: number four is a uh, downbound train. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, one of the darker songs on the record, probably the darkest song. Maybe the I love that line you mentioned before. I work down at the car wash where all it ever does is rain. I love the the breakdown verse where the drums drop out and he's uh, he does that line. Uh, I fell to my knees, I hung my head, and I cried. And then the Max drum fill comes right back in. Really great. Um, gonna mention a couple of great cover versions. One by the Cardigans is really good on this song. Uh, the Smithereens did a good version of this too. But I've always loved Downbound Train, that guitar riff. Uh, you know, just a cool, melancholy, uh, you know, cool song, Downbound Train.
1: i we're going to have to check out those covers. Um,
0: yeah, the Cardigans one especially is really, really good.
1: I will have to check that check out. That yeah, that out. Yeah. Uh, because, as I said, it is my brother's favorite song. Um, and... Um, yeah, great song. I'll have to check out those covers because that sounds really nice. Uh, very cool. Um, so my fourth is Bobby Jean, uh, for the reasons I've already shared with you. I just think it's kind of this the the friendship in it, the double meaning of you know this could be a relationship where uh, you've kind of moved on. It's a friendship. Yeah. The legend of it being. About little Steven going on, um, it's just a great song that um, I love hearing it. Yeah, yeah.
0: so okay. cool about you know when you have relationships with somebody, right? They're, you're always in sync at some part, but you know inevitably, inevitably people grow apart and they change. And this is kind of a song, you know, looking back on you know those times where we were in sync and how you know special those memories
1: are. So totally agree, and it's. Yeah. Um, You know, I just did my 40th high school reunion. Um, That's how old I am, Lee. (laughs) And, um, you know, we were, and it was really nice seeing everyone, but there were a few, like you go, we were really close and we kind of just drifted apart. And for no reason, you know, it's not like we got in this huge political or, you know, fight over something. We just kind of drifted apart and um, it was a little bit of sad. So, yeah, Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so All right. now we're on top three, right? Top three,
0: top three. I'm going to give you my number three. Is going to be Glory Days. Okay. Love this one. Love that guitar riff off the top. Every time I hear that guitar riff, I get those you know shivers down my spine. Uh, one of my all-time favorite summertime songs. You know that video. You know the sports kind of stuff and the lyrics is kind of that. That keyboard part just kind of always reminds me of summertime. A um, lot of fun to sing this one. A lot of fun to play it on guitar. I've performed this one live so many times. Just, you know, fun sing-along at the end. Uh, Just, you know, just one of a perfect Bruce Springsteen song. I think one of his best songs.
1: You know, um, it is um, coming up on my list. It's not third. But um, I had a friend once who said, um, there are certain songs that you don't get tired of. They are somehow... um, you know, um, repetitiveness proof, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and he says, I think glory days is one of those songs. I think that the moment you start hearing that guitar, you know, (laughs) you smile. Um, and, and I agree with that. So yeah, absolutely. Classic. Yeah, it is a classic song. So I'm a bigger fan of dancing in the dark and you are. So I made it my third. Um, I think a lot of reasons too um because of the you know him getting someone always on stage and the different people you know performing it live yeah. and i live are, it
0: bothers me it bothers me live like it does yeah. that's
1: interesting um, like
0: it was when when he first started doing it live like I, I don't know maybe 10 15 years ago maybe the rising tour the reunion tour um sounded great cuz it was rocking you know the keyboards were less on it there's a lot of guitar on it but You know, lately it's turned into this seven-minute thing where he just brings people up on the stage to dance. And, you know, as an audience member, you know, it's a little tired.
1: No, no, I I, I love that because I like that. I find – I always think it's interesting who he's going to pick, and I enjoy seeing (laughs) that. Now, what I do think every time is that Jake is going, Bruce, pick someone – I can only blow this solo so long. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, so very nice. All right, we're down to our top
0: top two. two.
1: Yes. My number
0: two is I'm on fire. Ah.
1: I've always,
0: uh, always loved this groove, this song, you know, a lot of darkness to this song too, that melancholy feeling, um, you know, this song about passion burning inside and trying to control that passion. You know, I just hear this, you know that groove. There's tension in the song, tension in his vocal. Um, you know, I, I love it. It's it's really short song. It's probably under three minutes. You know, I like. I've never had a problem with that. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? You know, like because uh, I've always heard like you know girls call their baby daddy. You know. Yes. Oh, like, so,
1: absolutely.
0: So uh, so I've always heard it that way. You know, I love this song. I always love the video. You know that little. Intro part where he's working under the car and he does a little acting. And he, you know, the girl drops off his keys, and you know, some great acting in this video by Bruce too. You know, so
1: the rumor was it was Sybil Shepherd who was really? the legs. Yes, <laughs> you know, this is about moonlighting time. So I don't know if that's true, but that was always the rumor. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I think overplayed in my mind, yeah. but I totally get the um, and and you. The way it, the very reason that I go, man, I'm tired of people covering that talks about the beauty of the song and the university, the universal feeling of that, that passion, Mm -hmm. that, you know, young love where you're like, I cannot, I can't wait to touch you. And I, and I'm just obsessed with you. So good pick. Good pick. Yeah. I love that one. Um, My number two is Glory Days. Um, I, for all the reasons we've already talked about, it is just, it is a joyful celebration. Um, I use this all the time. If buddies are talking about, you know, this, you know, a, a football team, like, Oh, you know, three years ago, we won the championship and, you know, it's either the Spurs or wherever as always go glory days pass mm-hmm. me by. Um, whenever we um we went to my son's high uh, college uh for a college football where he had graduated three or four years ago and he's like oh it's going to be the glory days tour to dad and so <laughs> <laughs> um and and it is just um there is so much energy in there and and um i've only heard it do it live a couple of times yeah um and I just love that. But that is one of those also when you're in a car ride and you're like, okay, I need a, I need a song to give me a shot of energy to kind of wake me up. Boy, you can throw that in there and hear <laughs> that, that so and sing along. Great stuff.
0: Yeah, lots of fun. All right. So our number one, I think we matched on our I number one. I think we
1: do. Go ahead. My number
0: one is uh, No Surrender.
1: Absolutely. Mine yeah, too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, not just this record, but absolutely my number one favorite Bruce Springsteen song of all time is No Surrender. You know, I've just always loved this song. I love that it kicks off side two with that drum, uh, bass drum, and then just kicks into the song. And I love that line we learn more from a 3 minute record than we ever did in school. That's just the best, man. That's <laughs> you know that's my motto for life. I love it. You know, good lyrics about, you know, staying strong as you go through life, you know, having friends by your side, loyalty, uh, you know, just a rocker. This is everything that a good Bruce Springsteen song is is about, you know.
1: I totally agree. Um I was talking to a Elementary school or junior high Art school teacher and you know He says he has certain songs Printed out and put On the uh, his classroom as decorations and no Surrender is one of those songs For nothing else than you when know, we we'll busted Out of class you know We had to get away <laughs> from those fools um, What an yeah.
0: opening Line eh like Springsteen's got some pretty good Opening lines for songs yes. and that's, that's That's a top one for sure man
1: Absolutely. And then when you think of that same show in Houston where the two brothers got up on stage, um, I, I, I don't I'm sure you've seen the video. if not, it's very easier out there if you go no surrender, Houston, Texas. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a sign, I busted my brother out of school to go to this show. <laughs> and uh, so he brought them up and, and the, the guys knew every lyric they sang with them. Um, It is the definition of joy. Um, You know, as as my listeners know, and you've probably heard too, you know, Lee, I I went through a little bit of a cancer battle this year. I uh, had colon cancer and I had surgery and then I had eight rounds of chemo. And um, like many Bruce Springsteen fans, No Retreat, No Surrender was kind of our battle cry. And so not only did I love the song, but then when it brings on that extra Knowing that there's battle cries of people fighting for, you know, injustice or their health or just to do things, um, it brings it to a different level. And it is a song that, um, you know, if I, it was a song I played all the time when I was uh, getting uh, my chemo treatment. So absolutely, I knew this would be amazing. Yeah, it would be on one of my, uh, would be the top song of my, you know. It was funny because I don't know how you did it, but what I did is I I put the lyrics, you know, I put the titles down and I'm like, okay, let me start numbering these. And it was easy. No surrenders first. I don't know yeah. what else is going to go, but I know <laughs> that's going to be the number one song.
0: Yeah, that was my thing too, yeah. I put them, I put them all out, listed the 12 songs. At first I, I gave them all rankings. Yeah. Like, out of 10, right? And mm-hmm. I think the lowest was, I think the lowest was a seven, just to give you <laughs> some things. Oh, yeah. right? So there was a lot of tens, nines, eights, and a couple sevens, right? So Yeah. Uh yeah, but no surrender. is definitely a ten out of ten song for me. Just, you know, it's epic. I love it. Yeah. That's and- D- different versions too. Like he's done live versions where he's done kind of acoustically thing, acoustic thing, acoustic country, and it sounds great. And he's got the full band rocking out. It sounds great, you know.
1: Oh, I totally agree. And and it is so much energy and so much, um you know, I, I just, I agree with you. It is just, it's a very special song for a lot of reasons. Wow. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, very nice discussion. I do agree with cool. you. This is a really tough thing to do because there are so songs, um, you know, even, you know, cover me. It was what I put last but you know I know I smile when it comes on
0: yeah for sure same with me yeah. Dancing in the Dark was my least favorite but you know man, I, I'll put that song on and I'll do a little dancing when that comes on you Absolutely.
1: know <laughs> yeah totally agree well it would, it would
0: have been easier to do like a like Tunnel of Love or I don't know like Wild and the Innocent where there's obvious some songs that are going right. to be your favorites right but this one you know a lot of the songs are really good so it's harder to pick the bottom of the list. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I agree. Man, you know, this was the first episode uh, I've done in this series, and I, you guys, you set the bar pretty high. So <laughs> thank you for that, Lee. Well, um, we're
0: two great Bruce podcasters, man. So uh, <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, what do you got coming up on your podcast? Promote a little bit.
0: Well, we got a lot of good things coming up. We just did a just episode I just put out recently was a duets episode where uh, we discussed some uh, Springsteen duets called that one Two Hearts.
1: Oh, got nice. Got
0: an coming up uh, where we're going to talk about some uh, our favorite Springsteen driving songs.
1: Oh, good.
0: Uh, you know, I think we've got another cover me episode. And I guess uh, getting used to doing these year end. Last year we did a, a, a you know year end review, so I think I'm going to try and do that. Probably the end of December, going to you know recap 2017, all the oh. all the Street and Bruce Springsteen events of the year kind of thing.
1: Uh, you know, I'm hoping to do the same thing. I had um, the guy who. Uh, steve who does the social media for greasy lake and yeah. uh you know he was on last year and I, i'm gonna try to get him um you know you're welcome to anytime uh you need an extra guest or a voice to talk a topic i'd love to join you yeah um, absolutely it's always sure. fun to do uh, yeah, very well, nice no. um uh so you think you're gonna be able to find a way to go to broadway
0: Uh, I think I'm going to get up on it. When they had the ticket lottery thing going on, I gave it a shot just to see what would happen. But, uh, you know, I'm just... I don't know if I'm ready to pull the the trigger on an $850 ticket.
1: I totally understand. I'm going to
0: save my money and maybe try and catch a couple of E Street Band shows if they tour again in 2019 or whenever the next tour comes, hopefully, you know?
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, if you... uh... If he makes it down to Dallas, you got a place to stay. So you know that. Great. Thanks, Jesse. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, thanks. All right. Well, Lee, if someone wants to reach you, how can they?
0: Well, you can check out the show on iTunes, Tramps Like Us, Bruce Springsteen Podcast. Uh, The website is TrampsLikeUsPod.com. You can send a contact email through there, as well as our Facebook page, uh, Tramps Like Us, Bruce Springsteen Podcast. You can get in on the discussions there. Lots of fun.
1: You know, and I've got to give you a shout out, Lee. I don't know who does the editing, but um, you guys do such a good job of, you know, putting music underneath your discussion and your... Yeah, bed. that's all
0: me. That's the kind of, that's the thing I'm kind of enjoying most.
1: Out of really? doing these
2: podcasts. Yeah. yeah like,
0: instead of like the actual talking, I'm almost more enjoying putting the music and... You know, I'll, I'll I'll talk to somebody, and I'm already thinking, oh, I'm gonna play that song underneath that part, or I'm gonna, you know, it,
1: it <laughs> is, I'm gonna put this
0: little joke in here, kind of thing. You know,
1: I yet, love it. it. Sounds so compared to mine, so high tech. Because you know, <laughs> all I do is I I. I cut out the introduction of, you know, before we, you know, did the beginning. I, I slap on a little bit of song at the beginning, a little song at the end. And, you know, like I call it a duck. Um, And I just had to give you props. You do a great job. It sounds wonderful. Thanks.
0: I appreciate that. But in all fairness, you know, I'm my biggest fan. I, I put this, I put this podcast together because I wanted to listen to it. You know, like I wanted to listen to a Bruce Springsteen podcast that I wasn't hearing out there. So, you know, this is the show I'm creating that I want to listen to. And, uh, you know, hopefully there's some other people out there that want to listen to it as well.
1: Amen. Lee. Um, I tell the story all the time, you know, we, we just hit, we hit our hundredth episode, um, you know, a couple of months ago and the whole reason I did this is, um, there was no, I could find a Bruce Springsteen podcast and, I said, you know, what I want to do is talk to fans. I I love talking to his music, but I really love this idea of people, how they incorporate their love of Bruce and other people's music into their life. And so what I find fascinating is, you know, you and, and by the way, um, as we're recording this, it's November and I'm doing a, uh, I do a daily gratitude post and today's gratitude post is about, you know, all the other Bruce Springsteen podcasts out there because, you know, I love, you know, Seth and Alec kind of pick one song and they go through it and JB and Rob are going through each of them alphabetically and talk about it. You do a lot of different themes, you know, so each of us, it's a different facet of Bruce's music and, and that tells his diversity and how much Different yeah. people care about him and his music. So which it makes it kind of sweet and nice. So, so great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can join me if you guys want to join me like Lee did. Reach out to me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We have a Twitter Twitter account at Set Lesting Bruce. Um uh, Facebook page at Lusting Bruce. I have got um episodes coming up. I have a Olivia from New York talking about interviewing Brian Wilson. I have uh, Katie from Russia who joined me, which was a pretty fun episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to continue having some fandoms talking about, and um, and we've got a couple of special ones coming up that I don't want to spoil. But after we hit, rec- after I hit stop recording, I'm going to give a hint to Lee about it, so I can brag about what's um, I'm excited about coming on. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, but for now. Uh, we're going to say, well, we made a promise. We swore we'd always remember. No retreat, baby, no surrender. Like soldiers in the winter's night with a vow to defend. No retreat, baby, no surrender. Thank That's you, right. Lee. Amen. Thank you, Thanks, Lee. Jesse. Talk to you soon. See
0: you, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, there you go. That's how we ranked them. Do you agree? Join our Facebook group, Tramps Like Us, Bruce Springsteen Podcast. Let us know how you would rank these tunes, where we were wrong, where we were right. I'm going to leave you with a great live version of Cover Me from London, England, June 30th, 2013. This E Street Band gig included a full album performance of Born in the USA. The full album performance from the show was released as a DVD, part of the deluxe version of the High Hopes album. High recommend on this DVD. Bruce and the band on fire, pun intended. I particularly love this version of Cover Me. Little Steven takes a killer guitar solo in the outro. Bruce gives him the come on, Steve, and he tears it up. On the video, you see Bruce really getting into it, his eyes locked on Steve for the entire solo. Bruce joins in on some guitar at the end with a big smile on his face, and he gives Steve a a brotherly punch on the shoulder as they end the song. So cool. Dig it. Thanks for listening and we'll talk with you next time.
3: the show folks thanks for listening you can find us on our website at tramps communicate with us on facebook at our tramps like us podcast group page and on twitter at tramps like us pod don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes where you can leave a review and a five-star rating tramps like us podcast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free we are not affiliated with bruce springsteen or columbia sony records if you've heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it from BruceSpringsteen.net, iTunes, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to Bruce Springsteen and all past and current members of the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, earth love-making, viagra-taking, history-making, testifying, death-defying, legendary... E Street Band. I will never forget it. I was nine and a half months pregnant and just finishing up a double shift when, bang, I started going into labor.
4: Y'all! My
3: There wasn't a doctor around for miles and none of the guys in the bar knew how to deliver a baby. Just then, the door swings open. And who walks in but Mr. Bruce Springsteen?
4: Legends of Springsteen. Hey there, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? Come on. Come on. He He's was going. incredible. And here she comes. Oh, she's coming out to Jungle Land. That's right. Come on, push and breathe now. Push and breathe. Oh, she's a feisty little one. Look at that. Born in the USA, huh?
2: Yeah.
3: It was the happiest moment of my life. But that happiness quickly turned to horror as, moments later, two space aliens entered the bar and said they needed my baby to fuel their rocket ship. Everybody panicked. Everybody but Bruce, that is.
4: Hey, man, i him full kilo, all right? That's right,
2: stay out.
3: Thanks to Bruce, little Springsteen is here with her mama today. And not in some gas station up on Venus.